This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. For hundreds of years, anthropologists have studied the social relationships of human beings. And none have been more confounding than what they call the different strokes effect. Get it? Meet Jade Gulliver, a charmingly low-maintenance, amicable sci-fi fan and avid podcaster. And David Lim, a top model strutting... Goldfish-loving, walking jukebox. So, can you handle the difference? Get ready for Difference Strokes. This is Different Strokes on Joy 94.9 with Jade and Dave. Jade, um, I have to apologise for looking a little distracted just a second ago as our intro was playing because I am fussing with my armchair. Yeah, I noticed. It's just, you know, I've already told you before Mm -hmm. that at work I'm quite particular about people touching my chair. I get the same. Yeah, because you spend ages like calibrating it to be the right angle, the Mm -hmm. right height. And if you've got like an armrest, you know, it's been fixed just right for you. Yeah. I'm in the studio right now sitting where the panellist usually sits. And because here at Joy we've got, you know, a variety of presenters and producers, you know, coming and going every Mm -hmm. now and then, you know, people of different shapes and sizes. I now feel like a little child sitting in daddy's big armchair because <laughs> the armrest is pulled all the way to the heavens. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's, it's you know, messing with my elbows. And I'm just like frantically trying to find the switch for it, the lever. I'm just like tapping away. I'm like, Jane. You're just like tapping and tapping. hoping that it happens. Like, Come on. <laughs> but Jade, look, last night was Halloween and... Um, your girlfriend's American, so surely, like, you know, she would have, you know, gotten excited just maybe just a little bit uh, for Halloween. Well, she's a teacher, so at school they did have, like, a dress-up thing and she went as Captain America. Ooh. Yeah. I um, saw her, like, on Instagram, like, making the Captain America the shield. shield, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so she did that. Meanwhile, I just didn't really do anything. I just, you know, I stay out of Halloween because mm. Halloween wasn't big. When we were growing up, no, really. I like, feel like in the last few years yep. here in Australia, as you know, in Melbourne, in Sydney, it's just become this huge party thing, especially for people our age. You know, it's an opportunity to dress up, yep. look the fool. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there are two types of people that dress up for Halloween: the ones that do it really well and take it seriously, and the ones that are kind of on a bit of a budget and didn't quite think about it until the weekend before yeah. or the night itself. Yeah, I am off. The latter category mm-hmm. because I was invited to a Halloween party last night. So, because I mean, it's a Wednesday night, you know, you can't have a really big party, can you? Because no. people are working. Yeah. So, most people have had their Halloween parties over the weekend, past, or, you know, in the coming up one. But I had one last night and I didn't think to kind of prepare what to wear. Like, I, I'm very indecisive. Yeah. I'm the type of person that will walk up and down the shopping, um, you know, a supermarket aisle and just not be able to decide. So, And you're, you're really good at, like, these homemade type ones too because I remember we had, like, at my house, 
a couple months back we had a nerd party and he just like sort of stickied on some like old records and CDs onto your outfit and said, I'm a music nerd. Yeah, you know, I came with like, you know, sort of like a breastplate made of CDs. Yeah. But I didn't, like, I really didn't think about it for last night. So I thought... I will go, since it was a full moon, I will go as an exaggerated version of what I usually am. So the hair was bigger. The lashes was bigger. Yeah. My eyes were different colors. I popped on colored contacts. The shorts were shorter. Yeah. The tank top tinier. So everything was just out of this world proportion. So, and I turned up to this party, Jade, and I was the only one who really went all out. Oh. How embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Yeah. So I've posted photos of me um, looking like a really budget drag queen. <laughs> On Instagram. <laughs> I have so much respect for drag queens because, you know, it's such an art form what they do yeah. that for people to consider what I did last night to be drag, I'm just like, don't even sully the <laughs> art form. Like, that's just some cheapo wig bunched up, um, you know, in a bun and some fake lashes. Yeah. That ain't drag. No. That is last minute decisions. <laughs> But Jade, you know, um, it's very interesting because my mum, Mama Lim, mm-hmm. fears Halloween. Like she is afraid of it because one year, and this is when we were living in, was it Ferntree Gully? No, no, no. This is when we were living in Glen Waverley mm-hmm. and we were like, you know, across the road from the high school. Mm-hmm. So Halloween one year, we had these bunch of like year eight or year nine kids come over. That was about, I don't know, five or six of them mm-hmm. banging on the doors and we had no nothing to mm-hmm. offer them, mm-hmm. nothing to offer them. And mom was so terrified. That was her first trick-or-treating attack. Yeah. Like she had never actually had anyone knock on our doors before for trick-or-treating. So yeah. that traumatized her so much because she thought they were hooligans <laughs> trying to break into a humble abode. Poor Mama Lee. I know. She, ever since then, she's just like, oh, be careful on Halloween. <laughs> like it's not a supernatural thing that she's afraid of. She's afraid of the kids. Yeah, <laughs> and your brother is like a year eight now. So yeah, like- yeah. Well, she's like, you're not going out. <laughs> Joy, ninety four point nine. You say that it's about pop artist with character. Pop, pop artist with character. Forget what you've heard. I do listen to Stromy Lala music, as I like to call it. Get ready for a different strokes take on music. Jade, this week for Music Pick of the Week, you have got Shiny Toy Guns, Mm -hmm. which is a band, I assume. It is a band. It's not one of those, you know, solo artists that's trying to make themselves sound mysterious. No, it's It's an actual band. It's an actual band. Yeah. All right, tell us more about your pick, which is Somewhere to Hide. Yeah, so Shiny Toy Guns, uh, they are sort of a synth indie rock band uh, from the U.S., this is uh, actually this song somewhere to hide is actually from their third album, which is called Three Roman Numerals. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say it in Roman, you know, because it's not three, so you know. Well, anyway, it's specifics three. are important, you guys. We don't want you typing in T H R E E. Yeah, and expecting a result. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and so basically, um, they've been around since I think sort of the early 2000s. Okay. And. They sort of went through this rough patch where, uh, and during their second album, um, their one of their lead vocalists. So they've got a female and a male lead vocalist. Their female uh, lead vocalist left the band, and they released an album in two thousand and eight, which was their second album without her. Oh. And um, her husband at the time, who was also in the band, uh, and then they that that 
album basically got canned by all of their friends, uh, all of their, their friends, fans, and it was just kind of like this weird p- patch. Anyway, it's like so when Jerry left the Spice Girls; like the chemistry yeah. just wasn't right for forever. Yeah. So they were having a situation where one of their lead vocalists left, and they just they didn't replace her. Mm-hmm. They just tried to carry on, and it, that album didn't work well. Yeah, and so now they've come, they got her back in. Oh, this, did they this now? album, right? They're so like, she's come back, back, girl. So she's back now, uh, and they've released two... Uh, so the album came out uh, last week in the US. Okay. Uh, and they've released two singles from the, uh, from the album, one called Waiting Alone and another one called Fading and Listening. Uh, and this song that is my pick of the week is called Somewhere to Hide, which is... You've deliberately gone for the album track, though. You've yeah. skipped part the singles so this track must be so much of a standout well it's the first uh it's the first song on the album i just feel like it sets it in a, it sets a good tone okay uh and if you're into if you're on my side of the playlist and you're into things like the set, bands like the sounds or the or the um ting tings mm. that's that's what you're this expecting. Is what we're expecting if you're on dave's side robin there's robin influences can i and just sounds. say when you introduced this uh group to me and said oh it's an american indie synth rock band i was thinking more like the killers mm-hmm. but when i heard the song i actually got flashbacks to robin's with every heartbeat and dancing on my own. Yeah. So it sounds more European than what they it, are actually. And so, yeah, it's very synthy. It's very, like, dance, yes. like, you know, dance ballady. Yes. Yes, yes. I am so, living for it. And we've got a text here from Joel saying, great song choice of the week. Love it. Not normally my type of music. Yes. We have... A conversion. Yeah. <laughs> I always like, you know, I like the challenge of trying to come up with something that will yeah. introduce someone to something new. Yes. And I feel like, you know, that, that perhaps is a little bit of our service to the community. Yeah. You know, it's a privilege to be on air and, you know, being big music fans that we are sometimes, uh, you know, it gives us a platform to share things like that. So it's kind of cool that people like it too. Yeah. Now, Jade, After Ellen is one of your favourite blogs yes. ever. Mm-hmm. I can understand how, how you know, that, that is like your community newsletter. Yeah, so after... <laughs> it after, sounds so daggy when after, I say community newsletter. Yeah, it does. After Ellen is a website. There's like a lesbian <laughs> pop culture website. So not at all. Like a newsletter <laughs> that your mum might make on like, I don't know, publisher. publisher. <laughs> <laughs> it's professional. Yeah. <laughs> So, Jade, there was this um, article or feature about the best lesbian slash bi movies. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a list that, and it's not just any list, you guys. Like, this is a huge comprehensive poll that is happening. Yeah, so they're polling all of uh, their uh, readers about, you know, what what are the ultimate lesbian and bi movies. And then it got me thinking, Dave, that I think everyone has, like, their sort of seminal gay lesbian queer, queer movie movie that they go to or that they connect with uh, you know they see it a first time and they hold on to it mm. forever oh absolutely and like for me like but I'm a cheerleader is definitely one of them like you know just that kind of snarky like black comedy style like look at things has got you know RuPaul in it who I course. absolutely love <laughs> I adore RuPaul and, and I only just watched this movie like this year yeah because I said to you have you ever seen but I'm a cheerleader and you were like, no. And I'm like, but RuPaul's in it. Because, you know, you're always talking about how RuPaul is like your... Spiritual leader. Exactly. Uh, Another one I really like um, that's a bit more like... uh, Imagine Me and You is like a... 
it's like a romantic comedy and so it's got that romantic comedy like they do a good job of having that formula in a lesbian style film oh okay um so yeah that's another good one that what, like. what's it called imagine me and you Imagine me and you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see, there's there's like lots of probably lots of really good lesbian movies out there. Wild things. No, oh, Dave. No. <laughs> I, I just saw this in the article, Jade. Yeah. I, you have to well, you have to give wild, me your read on this. Wild things is actually. It sounds like a porno. Well, I'm just gonna put it out there. It's kind of like a straight boys version of like what lesbians would be like oh hell no no really well like you know it's got some interesting stuff in it it's an interesting story but it's a bit like you know a mainstream like you know teenage (laughs) girls experimenting type thing okay that's quite interesting and i don't tend to go for those darker style um lesbian movies like you know i really liked brokeback mountain for example Mm, but that's a fabulous movie yes but you know i like you know a lot of these lesbian movies that come out they'll be like you know oh the lesbian you know gets all stalkery or you know there's like a lot of sort of those darker themes like Mm -hmm. i like those ones that are more like this is everyday life. Uh, okay. Or, you know, but I'm a cheerleader. Where oh, it's but I'm just, a cheerleader. Where it's, it's just, just full on camp. Yeah. Great shows, great topics, great radio. Joy 94.9. Now, Jade, this time every week, we look forward, we anticipate on your yep. app reviews. Mm-hmm. And this, this week you're taking us all the way back. I am taking you back uh, to childhood, Dave. Uh, I'm sure we're all familiar with He-Man, Masters of the Universe. He-Man! Uh, he, uh, He-Man has an app out uh, <laughs> called He-Man, the most powerful game in the universe, which I just love the name. Because it's so it obnoxious. Just, yeah, it is so obnoxious and cheeseball and like just so, you know, pitched perfectly at a particular demographic <laughs> looking to like relive He-Man. Um, so basically uh, it's an app that uh, you're, you go through, I think there's like seven different levels. It's not a pretty, it's a, a fairly um, sort of easygoing, not particularly complex game where uh, you're fighting against Skeletors, minions, uh, and trying to work your way through seven different levels. It's, you know, I think with this uh, game in particular, like when I compare it to something like Kumo Lumo, which uh, I reviewed a couple of weeks ago, where there's like lots of thought gone into it. This one is purely just, like let's relive you know he-man and so there's no innovation of, per se no it's the same kind of game that you would have played as a kid yes now um, i'm very interested in this because uh for an, an old character like he-man how have they done the graphics this time around have they tried to recapture the nostalgic old it school? is it's very it's like exactly like the old cartoon look how and it's field. animated yeah. yeah so it's just it you know they haven't tried to revision it they're not trying to make it more modern mm. it's just like you you watched he-man in the 80s here it is. Mm, here it is, form. yeah. I find it so interesting because, like, you know, Snake, that old uh, game that we used to play on our Nokias. Yes. They've released an app for that as well. Yeah, which Snake we 97. About. Yeah. yeah, Snake 97. So I feel like, you know, people that are targeting people our age now, mm-hmm. they're definitely going for all these games that we used to enjoy because we would just absolutely lap it up. The one thing that I've been going on about for so long, Dave, that I'm yet to see, and if anyone has seen it, please let me know, is something on a gaming, modern gaming console or an app version of Carmen Sandiego <gasps> because every kid our age played that game when they were younger and I think it's just like a market waiting to happen. 
There has to be a common San Diego app out there. I haven't seen one yet. What on earth? Where on earth? Is the common San Diego app. Yes. Yeah. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for your review, Jade. So that's a He-Man app. It's called He-Man, the most powerful game in the universe. (laughs) Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.